children of the country, baby, you wanna go. I'm going up the country, baby, you wanna go. I'm going to some place where I've never been before. I'm going, I'm going where the water tastes like wine. I'm going where the water tastes like wine. You can jump in the other, stay drunk all the time. I'm gonna leave the city, got to get away. Gonna leave the city, got to get away. Oh, this fashion and fighting man, you know I sure can't stay. We're ready to back up here, you definitely know you got to leave today. Just exactly where we're going, I can't say, but we might even leave me the USA. On this brand new band, Hot One Thing. For advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpubsports at gmail.com. It's time for the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports. The gang is all here gathered around the bar to bring you their opinions on the latest sports topics while drinking their favorite brews. Follow the gang on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and on cornerpubsports.com. You can also join in the conversation by texting 267-277-3406. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. Hey, this is Jason Bertides from 97.5 The Fanatic and the Stick to Hockey Podcast. And you're listening to the drunkest, craziest motherfuckers this side of the Mississippi. Corner Pub Sports on Wildfire Radio. Corner Pub Sports. Hey, everybody, what is up? We are live on Facebook for the first time in, what, a month and a half? And uh, we are coming at you streaming live. And, of course, our podcast is going to be uh, downloadable on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn and Satchel. And uh, let's go around. I don't know how you guys want to do it. I guess one at a time. I'm Sean. Ryan. What's up? It's Mike. There you go. I figured we'd go around the horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're all we different. Forgot, we forgot which That's way right, yeah, we're yeah. going. Yeah. I'm seeing it different from somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah, is? Who gives a fuck? I am glad that we're doing this. Robert Myers said, "Go birds." That's right, go birds. Got that, man. Got that right. We're gonna be yeah, joined by uh, Ed Kratz a little bit later, uh, about 20 minutes or so. Ed Kratz, uh, Sports Illustrated, Eagles writer, will be joining us. And uh, we weren't going to do a show tonight, but we decided uh, after the Eagles schedule came out and there's a few other things that we, we either didn't get to last week or we, that came up this week that we want to talk about, 
And plus, we get you get to see our lovely faces again. It's been a little while. But it's true. Didn't you, didn't you miss us? <sighs> I know I miss us. Mm. I, know. I miss yeah. us so hard. I miss us. I miss my whiskey. Oh, you make, you're making a joke about it, but dude, honestly, man, like, I fucking miss you guys so much, dude. Yeah, it's been rough, man. Was that a tear? What? Was that a tear? No, it's not a tear. Oh, you guys ain't worth a fucking tear, but I miss you. You can't set a fucking tear for us, huh? No, go fuck yourselves. Cocksucker. Joe Trophia. Cheers, my band. Yep. Uh, so uh, why don't we why don't we start with it? Uh, uh... In the beginning of the show, was that a little bit of canned heat there? <laughs> yeah, you like that? Chinese canned heat. What was in that can was a fucking box. <laughs> a fucking wolf. <laughs> What's some other type of fucking virus? <laughs> Raya. Funniest part of that scene. Butter, 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 butter. That's my favorite part. So, yeah, I, got a, I got a question. Butter, 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 butter. Number one, what are these murder hornets and how much toilet paper should I buy? Well, they're still in Washington State, so you got a while yet. I'll tell you what. Don't worry until you see flying fucking spiders. Yeah, flying tarantulas. They showed, I think the last thing I seen was a praying mantis ripping the head off of the. Uh, oh, wasn't that a great video? That was fucking yeah. great. That was great. No, I didn't see that. I was too busy. Oh, yeah, I was too fucker. busy. Oh, I was too busy finding videos like that. Coronavirus, not walk. Release murder hornet. <laughs> nah, Sean was too busy doing roller coaster tycoon. Yeah, I was. I was bored, man. At night this week, I'm like, man, building a theme park. Playing hooky and go play golf. Yeah, that too. Uh, I fixed a bunch of shit. There you go. Fixed the toilet. <laughs> Riding mower, fixed the fan in my bathroom. Well, I didn't fix it. I just cleaned the shit out of it. The fan. I helped yeah. my dad. I helped my dad paint the front of the house. That was a that was oh, that fucking murder. Dude, we gotta get through this. We gotta get through this, man. No sports. Yeah. You're you're painting houses and cleaning fans and bathrooms. Yeah, literally cleaning fans and like it's it's gotten to the point where yeah. Yeah, Ro- Robert said it was eating its face. The praying mantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Dude, I, I'm even at the point. I bought Legos. <laughs> yeah, you were oh, saying you didn't do that. Fun fact. Do you know that the plural of Legos is Lego? It's actually just Lego. Did you know really? that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Lego my ego. No, that's something different. <laughs> when you no can shit, eat. Mike. When you can eat and when you should <laughs> not eat. All right, so, Ryan, you got, the, uh, you got the list, right? You got the schedule in front. I have a schedule, too, but just in case... Or you yeah, just, I got it. Okay, so why don't we why don't we run through it, um, and then Ed will be joining us in a little bit. We'll, let's just go through the schedule. We don't have to do wins and losses right now, but just go through the schedule, um, okay. and just uh, you know we'll, we'll talk about it real quick. Uh, week one at Washington, one o'clock. So starting off uh, on the road. Yeah, I had a, real fast on that. I had a Redskins fan said, "Oh, it's good the Redskins will start zero one." I was like, yeah, "Just like it last year." Oh, wait, there was a second half to that game. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Mike. <laughs> do, do you remember what happened the last time the Eagles played the Redskins on the opening They won day? the Super Bowl, yeah, i seen yeah, that. They yep. did. Hmm. They but played the Redskins a lot the first game of the season. Not last year. They didn't open, no, they didn't open the season with the Redskins. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. Last no, year. They, they opened the season in Washington. The last oh, year. Uh, Washington. Washington. I see oh, what you're saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, right. okay. Um. 
Week two. Okay, you motherfucker. <laughs> week two home opener against the Rams. One o'clock. Yeah, show me Vegas. The Rams are crap, dude. Yeah. Uh, week three, especially at home. Yeah, week three home against the Bengals. One o'clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Week Next. four. Week four. <laughs> this is where the schedule gets interesting. Yeah. Week four Sunday night at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. As long as the COVID is lifted, that's a bar night. Oh yeah, of course. Any any uh, any night game. Anytime primetime yeah. game ends at bar night, yeah, for sure. You guys say that now, but you guys are the ones that don't that bail. <laughs> no, no, you don't I make the night bail. game. Yeah. No, you don't sure, bail. Bro. You don't. You don't say that you're going to be there and not chow. Yeah, don't I agree. A lot of night games, but you don't. Five o'clock comes quick, man. Yeah. Um. So do you? Take week five. Day. Wait, Get week five. <laughs> <laughs> week five place they never win. At Pittsburgh, one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right. Week six. Week six. Home against Baltimore, one o'clock. That's a tough one. That's a tough stretch. That's a That's tough a three tough game. One. Yeah. Week seven. Uh, Sunday night, home against the Giants. Uh, yeah. Week week eight, Sunday night, home against the Cowboys. Two Sunday night games in a row. Yep. Damn, two division games back to back. Yeah, two Sunday. Yeah, that's interesting. Week nine's the bye. Week ten at the Giants, one o'clock. Hmm. Week eleven at Cleveland, one o'clock. Week twelve, Monday night, home against Seattle. Week okay. thirteen, four twenty-five. I'm, I'm sorry. Week um week. 13, 425 at the Packers. Yeah, it's a tough one. Week 14, home against the Saints, 425. And that's six straight hard games. Yep. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a, this isn't a walk in the park either. Uh, week 15 at Arizona, 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's right. Arizona might have improved a little bit. They did. And have to travel across the country after them after a tough game with with the Saints. Week 16 at Dallas, 425, probably for the division again. We should try to get tickets. Oh, that's at Dallas. All right. No one's going to be attending any games anyway. Uh, (laughs) Week 17, they finish the season at home against the Redskins. So they start and finish with the Redskins. They they go 16 weeks without play. They play on the first and go 16 weeks before they play them again. Interesting. So before we we do the, you know, because we're not going to do the win-loss yet. Because uh, we're gonna have Ed on in a few minutes here, and, and we'll we'll talk about everything with him. Well, let's talk about the draft with that too, because we haven't, you know what I mean? We haven't talked to him uh, since. But right, some, yeah, talk some, to him about the draft. Yeah, yeah. Some, some little things about the schedule, though. The first ten weeks of the season, the Eagles only leave Pennsylvania one time on a plane. Yep, that's to San Francisco. Um, they face the West Coast uh, Rams Seahawks at home, and right. then the Saints also come here. Uh, which, you know, that's something else that we haven't seen much of. That's right. Yeah, the Saints, the Saints don't play as well. There aren't really any tough stretches. I mean, really, if you if you look at the schedule, teams wise, maybe a little bit, but like as far as like going on a three game road trip and and having yeah, like the travel part of the schedule is pretty favorable. Right. Uh, so the San Francisco is is obviously the 
the tough part. The 49ers, Pittsburgh Ravens, that's that's a tough three-game stretch there. Um, and then the fact that you're hosting Seattle, you're at Green Bay, and then home against the Saints, and then to end up the season with Arizona and Dallas. Yeah, that, that could be – that could be a little daunting to end the season. That's actually one of the tougher – I like to compare that to – I mean, we're not going to do it tonight, but, like, I like to look at the end of this, the last five games for other teams and see if they compare to that. Well, um, I know Dallas, like, it's – um, like, this year's kind of reversed for us. Five of our first eight are at home, where last year five of our first eight were on the road. Mm-hmm. But five of our last eight are on the road, where last year five of our last eight were at home. Right. But I know Dallas, four of their last seven are also on the road. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go. Huh. It's it's so I think just looking at the schedule, first glance, you know, yesterday, last night, whatever it was, I didn't, I wasn't like, there was nothing that jumped out at me. That goes, this is this this shouldn't have been this way, or how can they schedule that like that. Last year, I remember we had quite a few complaints about that. You know, well, like, oh last my. year, I think you were the one that mentioned it, Sean. That three-game stretch where they were on the road, they went up losing all three of them, I think. Yeah. And but that was, that, was, that, was that scheduling was because the NFL thought the Phillies would be in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's the yeah, that's thing. not the case this year. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the other thing. They didn't care about that this year when they, when they did the schedule because the second game of the year against the Rams – the uh, the Phillies are also playing at one o'clock at the same time, the same as that. Tim Rogers, Tim Rogers said nine and seven. We'll get into the wins and losses and see if we agree. Nine and seven, huh? Yeah. Who's got nine and seven? Uh, Ken Ken Rogers, Rogers in the chat. In the chat room, yeah, jumped in. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, do, do you have the strength of schedule by any chance? Like they're they? twelve. They are twelve. Okay, let's just see. Who are the other some of the other teams real quick? And that's based off of what last year's record? Yeah, like compared to like who they're playing, like compared to where they finished last year. Yeah, because I mean obviously a lot's changed since then, but yeah. Right. Right. So Robert Myers called ten and six. Okay. Okay. Uh so the Patriots apparently have the toughest. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So uh, I know the Chiefs got a re- I mean they won the Super Bowl, but I know that Basically, their only like easy game is the Dolphins. Huh. Yeah, the Patriots. Depends uh, how, well, it depends on what you think of Denver. I think that's two easy games. <laughs> Patriots. I don't and, know, the, man. and then the Ravens are two, which makes sense. I mean, the Ravens were a really good team last year. Um, right. Yeah. yeah, they had the hardest, they had the, the top record. Where are the Titans at? They're see. probably right around the Eagles because where they finished the regular season. Yeah, because it doesn't go where you finish this in the season. That, yeah, it does. They won their division, right? I'm no, so, no, I'm, they didn't I'm have sorry. a home game. They were a wild. Oh no, Houston won their division, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I okay, apologize. So that makes it, yeah, the Ravens actually have the easiest schedule. I'm sorry, I misread this. They have the easiest schedule of 2020, which is doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah. It should be the opposite. So here it is: Patriots, Jets, Dolphins. <laughs> so the the AFC East teams. Uh, you know, those are the teams that are. Hey, Joseph. Um, and then the Niners at four. You got Buffalo, Atlanta, Detroit. So I, t- I, I got to be honest with you, man. That's, I mean, like, look, I know we look at strength of schedule early on, and it's easy to judge 
uh, based on last team's last year's team and on all that stuff last year's uh, schedule and all that, but it doesn't always play out that way. But the fact that a lot of these teams in the top ten aren't very good and they have the toughest schedule, that's that's kind of tough. Uh, Arizona's up there. I mean, not that they're a bad team, but uh, Houston, who I think will be a bad team this year. And then the Vikings ran up the top ten. I feel bad for Watson. Yeah, speaking of that, the, they're going to fuck around so bad and lose to Sean Watson. Yeah. This site has the Eagles at 25th easiest. Or hardest, I should say. Yeah, did anybody – I've seen a uh, – before we got Ed coming on, uh, i seen a, a, a great um, – a great picture or whatever on Facebook, Dak Prescott. I'm the best quarterback in the uh, in oh, the league, yeah. and Mahomes just is like, God, oh, that's funny. He's like, Well, I'm the best quarterback in the NFC. Russell Wilson's like, Nah. Then, uh, well, I'm the best quarterback in the NFC East, and then there's a picture of Carson Wentz and laughing like, Uh, uh-uh. uh. He's like, Well, I'm the best quarterback in Texas, and Deshaun Watson's like, Not that either. See, I seen that, but I seen it differently. At the at the last one, it said, "Well, I'm the best quarterback on my team." And Andy and then, Dalton, yeah, Andy Dalton's the last one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the last one of it. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Joseph? Hello from Florida, man. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, brother. And then Ken Rogers said that the Ravens are gonna, <laughs> the Ravens are going to rush for 300 yards a game. They might. <laughs> yeah. You know, though, I mean, not that Lamar Jackson is a. Um, not that Lamar Jackson's a sophomore, but this is his, you know, second year. Really, I guess it's kind of going to be his third year. Really it's kind slump. of like a sophomore slump because the first year he was just kind of like almost like a uh, a, a wildcat or kind of like a specialist. He came in late, right? He came in later yeah. that year. He came in late, and it, other than that, they use him as like a specialist. Yeah, yeah. And bottom line, there's a full season, but there's a full season book on him. I'm interested to see what he does this year. I think the dude's yeah. pretty good, man. Especially the the. Running type quarterbacks typically don't fare as well the second year through when teams get right. them a little bit more. Right. I mean, I'm just Chip Kelly's offense lit it up his first year. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So we got a question from Joseph Stinger. He says, uh, "Do you think that Tom Brady's going to make a difference with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers?" Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. We we talked yeah, about I mean, this a few weeks ago. He's going to be good. They're not um, going to turn. The, they're not going to turn the ball over nearly as much. Right. No. <laughs> I think he's going to get murdered. I think I think that he's going to – I don't think that they win the division. I, I don't know if they make the – like, they'll be a little bit better, I think. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I just – I feel like oh, yeah, he's got to catch up to him at some point. Uh, and I agree with you, Mike. I still don't believe they're the best team in that division. It's still the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that offense is going to – if now I know Gary and I have have had this discussion, if they can get the ball downfield with a better quarterback, less turnovers, um, and the fact that they have Gronk now, uh, that that really makes their that really makes sense. I tell you what, I tell you what, look at what he had with New England. He has way better weapons now than he did with New England. He has a better running game, my opinion, than he did had in New England. Game plan and obviously, I mean, Bruce Aarons is a good coach, but he's not mm-hmm. Belichick, right? But man, I got to tell you, uh, that's going to be a uh, that might be a fun offense to watch. Unfortunately, yeah, they're, for an NFC they're, they're going to be exciting. They're they're going to put up points, but um, 
ultimately, I, but you see, there is an X factor here, though. Like, yeah, they're not the best team in that division, but the X factor is they got the GOAT. But Mike, until he's terrible, he's still the GOAT. Okay. You know I, mean? I get that. I get that 100%. The point that I'm trying to make is that will those players respond to him when he got his attitude? That's all. Because eventually he's going to have his attitude like, you're going to do what I tell you. You piece of shit. There's nobody going to, there's no, there's nobody on that team going to question his attitude. He's got six rings to prove it. Did you just do that? Six rings? He's got six rings? Nine fingers out? Fuck him, fuck his wife, and fuck his rings. How about that? Yeah, Brady going to have to move around. I don't know, man. I don't, Brady. Doesn't move around a lot. That, that offensive line is what scares me about that team. Right. I mean, well, he's gonna, got all the offensive power, all uh, firepower, but they He's going to need to scramble more than he's built to do. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's. And the air raid offense, we were talking about that. Is he going to be able to get enough time to be able to throw the ball deep? Well, that's, right? the, one, that's, the, quick release. that's the one thing that Gary was. That was Gary's biggest point. Yeah was the fact that this offense isn't New England's offense, that Arians usually has a quarterback that where he, you know, he tries to do the run and gun almost in, in, in situations. Is Brady that guy? Um, yeah, Damn, Winston got sacked 47 times last year. Right. Now, Winston holds, holds the ball longer than most. but Right, like one of our listeners say, Joseph Stinger, he's not the same. He's 40 years old, 100%. That's the point I'm making. You know what I mean? He, he's not going to be as durable as he's been. If he takes one nasty hit, he's going to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about I, him and how about and him and, and Breeze in the same division now? This offense will expose his weaknesses. Yeah. What was that, Mike? I said, how about him and Breeze in the same division together? They opened the season. Uh, yeah. yeah, speaking of that, for the first time in 76 regular season games, Tom Brady's an underdog. <laughs> 76 games. Wow. <laughs> How about that? 76 great games they were favored to win? Yes. Oh, my God. But, I mean, that's not that's not an unusual. 76 uh, regular season games. Regular season. Okay. That oh. makes sense. Really? 76 straight regular season games. And they were favored against the Ravens and the Chiefs and the yes. – Jeff Green just jumped in. He said, "Don't forget that Tom Brady has to play a bunch of games in domes this season. There is no, there are no domes in the AFC East. Now, what do you think? And that's though? a great point. But what? That's, but, that's but, a very good point. But the fact that he, the fact that he's played so yes. well his entire career, not in a dome, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because you know, sometimes the elements play in your factor if you're used to it, and and in other senses, like in Drew Brees' case, although his numbers are a little skewed. Like everyone thinks that Drew Brees is a completely different quarterback when he's not in that dome. Not so much. His numbers aren't as good, but his numbers are still Hall of Fame good. He's still, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. How many Super Bowls did Brady play in a dome? I mean, yeah. you got to think at least three, right? I'm just throwing it out right. there. You, you think, right. what, what is he you played in mean? eight? So, he's played in eight, right? Well, Minnesota, he played in a dome. Yeah. The Atlanta game, wasn't that in a dome? That was in a dome. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, where was that game? I forget. I don't remember. I just remember 28 Brady. He don't deserve as much airtime. I hope he gets his neck broke. <laughs> the game, the game he him. played at the 
the Carolina Super Bowl. That was in a dome. Mm-hmm. Brady's a fucking chip bag. What's that? The AFC Championship? Uh, what was that? Yeah, didn't he play in the AFC Championship game in, in Indianapolis? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't remember. A couple Probably, of them, right? Ah, oh, but I think I would think maybe. Yeah. Who's the last team he lost to in the Super Bowl? Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah we know. Uh man. Uh, and Joseph, are there that, going to be fans? That's the question that I want. I, don't know, I wanted to get to. I don't, right now, I don't think so. Probably not. Probably I not. I, I, I think there will be. I, I think eventually, yeah, there there will be fans. And you think it's going to be a full stadium? They're not going to have like no, two... Mike. I, I believe they're going to sell like partial tickets. Like they're going to separate you, and you'll be able to buy three tickets seats here. or something. Yeah, four seats away, you'll get a ticket. Four seats away, you'll get a ticket. I think yeah. That's I think eventually, some revenue is better well, than no revenue, right? You got to do something. They might. I mean, there, I mean, like there, sections. There's big contracts that have to be paid, and ticket sales help pay them contracts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know what? Speaking of that, though, bro. Global pandemic. Whether you believe it or not, what the however it happened, whatever. You have people that can't, and this is feeding on something that Sean went through. But you have people that can't pay their electric bill. Everybody's taking pay cuts. So guess what? Guess what? Can too. Yeah. Yes. I, I right. I get that. I understand that. But you know what I mean? It's a money league. There's always going to be a money league, no matter what. Joseph, I, 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 I those without fans is no advantage. I didn't. I mean, the noise factor. I think that plays into most stadiums, but mm-hmm. I think that I think the dome is just out of the elements in an AstroTurf as compared to a slower game on that has more to do with it than that. Yeah, I think in general, I think games without fans is an advantage for not an advantage, but it's not an advantage for the home team. You know, because you you really rely on that home crowd to. You know, two things pump you up and 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 factor in the third and long situations and stuff like that. They're getting loud. Yeah, like home, yeah. Field advantage, home field advantage will be done. Right. There is no home field advantage. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much done. I I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of torn on this. I I'm tending to think based on things that you're hearing, especially in like California. Like I think they, the the governor came out and said there's going to be no concerts or sporting events in the state of California in 2020. I mean, he. Oh, he flat out said the he, rest he, of the. That year. was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. He said that. And they're all. They're also talking concert season not coming back till 2022. 2022. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm tending to think that it's either going to be very, very limited or no fans at all. It, it's going to be one or the other. Um, yeah, I mean, think about it. What if there's if it's a limited fan? How the hell? Like, how do they decide on who gets tickets? Mm-hmm. Well, your season ticket holders will be first. Yeah, but like ninety percent of the fans are season ticket holders, aren't they? Well, football, it's I don't know, probably it's probably like sixty. Yeah, I mean, you it's think all, it's, yeah. it's seventy-one point six percent is what they were saying the other day. Our okay. season tickets. Look, well, you were ripping out the stats. Well, no. Yeah, so I mean, that's where they're going. So that means even if it's every other seat, there's going to be twenty-one point six percent of season ticket holders that don't get tickets. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that's no every fans, other no team. No fans to throw batteries at the Cowboys. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Green. No. The only thing I can think of is basically split it like, basically if it's eight games, like split it, you get four, you get four, something like that. Like you, you all get three games a piece yeah. or something. Yeah. Robert Myers just said, look at the wrestle and no fans. Not only that, I think there's an MMA event this weekend. Yep. I yep. think there. that's technically the first like real sport sporting event. That's going on since this all happened, and I don't think there's going to be fans of that nah, either. So. No fans. And also, North, the, the baseball came back in Korea or Japan or whatever. There's no fans in the stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, can I agree? There's there's, there's definitely going to be more ways to make money. I'm sure that they're going to do. There's, I'll bet you they're going to do more with interacting or something. There's going to be some sort of pay to, like, there's going to be something that they're going to do to generate it. Also, like, like you're going to have – because it's just going to be a sense of normalcy, you're going to have more people watching it on TV. Like, people that wouldn't normally watch it. You know yeah, what I'm like saying? A, like a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah but so, no, I don't think that they that's what, – that's what Ken's saying, pay-per-view. They're not going to make it. No, 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 no. You can't do that. I'm not saying yet that I'll pay to watch. I'm just saying if they have 30 million viewers per Sunday – just because it's going to be a sense of normalcy, you may have 60 million viewers per Sunday. Right. They're still going to get the viewers. And you still have the TV contracts with the network, so it's not – they're still going to generate money. That's, right. So if the, but if but the ratings are – Do you think that you could renegotiate the revenue for the, for, the, for, the, um, for the TV because all the fans that were going to be in the stands are going to now be sitting at home watching. So that's going to – you know, that's an extra million fans. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. When you're sitting there Sunday watching that football game and you see those fucking seats dumpy, that's going to be weird. It's, yeah. it's going to be really weird, man. I'm not going to give a shit. I just want sports back, man. Oh, well, it's going to be yeah, weird. Yeah. I'm not going you know, to be real excited to watch it. But. You're right. And you just know my feeling on this. It's not going to be like, you know, uh, I can't watch that. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just going to be strange. Is it going to be as strange as this? It's a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> fucking spies alone. <laughs> All right, while waiting for Ed, why don't we uh, why don't we do our, our W's and L's, huh? Go back to the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. W's and L's, yeah. huh? Yeah, we'll just, we'll just and L's, huh? Yeah. All right. All right, so here we go. Um, whoever wants to go to uh, week one at Washington. That's a win. Win. You're going to write it so all down. Gary, Mike's a win. Sean? That's a win, yeah. That's a win for me. Week two, home opener against the Rams. That's win. a win. Win. Yeah, I'm calling that a win. So we're all W's? Yep. Yes. Okay, week three, home against the Bengals. Win. Win. That's a, that's a win. W. We're all W? Yep. yep. W. So we all got them 3-0. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's where it gets interesting. Week four at San Francisco. So it's a loss. It's a loss. Yeah, I'm calling. So we all got them losing. Although, although, there is that whole Super Bowl hangover and the way they lost and all that stuff, but they're still going to be a really <laughs> – someone just said, with fans and no, no stands, again, look just like the vet in the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's pretty – well, more like the mid-90s, but, yeah, I hear you. They were week still, five. Yeah, week yeah. five at Pittsburgh. That's a loss. Loss. I, I say a win. 
I say a win. I think that the Steelers, um, the the Steelers aren't. You know, everyone's afraid of the the, the Steelers persona, right? That the, the name and all that stuff. Roethlisberger's coming out coming out after a major surgery. Major, yeah. sur- he's gonna be thirty nine years old, I think. Um, still, um, still innocent. And no training. He's not doing any training. Right, and still innocent of rape. Uh, yeah, but that's besides the point. Um, they're not. Five, Juju's not as good. They, they don't have Antonio Brown. Juju may have came back down to earth. Did you hear they, they the Steelers came out and said they're not going to they're not going to sign him when he's it's out? They, they draft that position so well, like it doesn't matter. He, he's a compliment receiver anyway. Dude, Juju's a star receiver. Yeah, he is. He's a, a star receiver. No, I don't know, he's man. He didn't have a great a year last year. Yeah, but look, look, look at the quarterbacks. Yeah, look at his quarterback. All right, next. I'm going with the averages. That's that's. The Eagles never win in Pittsburgh. I, That's Ken, why I'm calling it a Ken Rogers just says Steelers don't lose much at home, and I agree with that. No, it's in it's in Pittsburgh, uh, Joseph. Um, they're I I understand that, but like I at some point they got to break that curse because they don't win in Pittsburgh. They're going to break it. I think. Oh, he know? He's got to guess when when to hold them. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I just got that. Let, let's run through Eds real quick to this point. Yep. Redskins win, Rams win, Eagles, uh, Bengals win. Uh, this is Ed Kratz, by the way. He has the Eagles losing their 49ers and also beating the Steelers. So I guess uh, basically where I'm at, yeah. All right. Week six, home against Baltimore. That's a loss. Yeah, that's a loss. Fuck, I got them losing three in a row. Yeah. What's Ed got them? The Ravens. Yeah. Loss. Loss. Okay. So you're both four and two. The rest of us are three and three. Yeah, me and me and Mike are three and three. And Gary. No, Gary's four and two. I'm four and two. Gary also. Oh you had a beat in Pittsburgh. Okay. Never mind. Uh week seven, home against the Giants. That's a win. Win. Yeah, home th- Thursday night, back in black. Yeah. That's a back and black and back black game, That's, right? I take yeah. it I take it Ed's got them winning. Uh, he has yeah. that winning, yeah. All right. Week eight. Home. Dallas. Home against Dallas. Week eight. That's a win. I'm calling that a win. Man. The only reason that I'm, I'm going to, like, I, I had this as a loss. The only reason I had this as a win is coming off a Thursday night game, that extra rest. And home, I'm gonna call it a win. Yeah, I'm gonna Please. I'm gonna call it a loss. Right. Yeah. What's Ed got it? Ed has a win. Uh, then they're by. They come back week which, ten. Which, which by the way, that buy is dead smack in the middle of the year. Perfect. That's awesome. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would actually rather it a little bit later, but it's not bad. Certainly not bad. Mm-hmm. And they have a late game after the buy, don't they? No, one o'clock at the Giants. That's another win. Yeah, that's a win. Yeah, I think we, the, got, we all got them winning. Yeah, yeah, I think the Giants are gonna be better. Yeah, but the but Eagles should still sweep them. They should. What's that got that got them? Uh, he has them losing. Losing to the Giants? Yes. Wow. Week eleven at Cleveland. Win. Win. Yeah. 
Uh, again, another team. Yeah, they should be Cleveland. What's that got it? Uh, he has them winning. That's actually, I think that's the first time that Wentz is going to play in Cleveland since they passed on him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that the, his rookie year, Cleveland was here. They were here. Right. Yeah, it's we not, smoked them. And not that right. Wentz is anyone that, like, you know, he just doesn't strike me as someone who's going to hold a grudge or anything. Like, he doesn't care. That he's he's going to remember that. Yeah, he doesn't care he's not in Cleveland, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, just human nature. You got to remember that. Right, right. All right, week 12, Monday night, home against Seattle. That's a win. That's a loss. Going on a loss. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a loss. I don't think Wilson's ever lost to the Eagles. Gary, you got him winning? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I have, losing. I have losing this game. What's that got him? Uh, Ed has him at a loss. Week 13, 425 at Green Bay. Loss. Win. Yeah, I'm calling that a loss. Win. They win two years in a row at Lambeau. I'm calling that a win as well. They win at Lambeau two years in a row. The Green Bay Packers failed to acknowledge their biggest need in the offseason – Aaron Rodgers is not happy. There's going to be problems there. I'm telling you that that team is going to take a downfall. In my opinion, I think they're going to they're going to hit a wall. Even with the new head coach, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like a, a new coach, but Rodgers isn't happy. They didn't address any receiving issues they had. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers yeah. ends up hurt before that game anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this I can't is the second year with that coach, though. Yeah, that's, that's true. Is it second year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I still, I still just, I don't know. They're, yeah, I, ha, I have the Eagles what, beating that one, beating the uh, Packers. What's that got them? He has them winning. Wow. Okay. Week 14, at home against the Saints. That's a loss. I'm calling that a win. That's a win. I, only because it's home. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's Only because it's home. Yeah. Although Mike, uh, I no... had this as a loss, but I'm going to switch it to a win in Philly. A December game for Drew Brees in Philly. Yeah, that's, I don't yeah. even know if Drew Brees is going to be healthy by that point. What's that got them? He has them winning. Week 15 at Arizona. Win. Loss. I'm win. calling that a loss. Emotional letdown after a big win. Yes. Jordan, you got them losing? Yes. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a win. Mike? I'll call it a win. What's that got? It has them losing. Week 16 at Dallas. That's a loss. Yeah, I'm calling that a loss. I had them losing last time. They're going to win on the road for the division. But they sweep Dallas? No, no, I had, I, losing. I, I had, no, he had them losing at home. All right, so I got them losing. Mike, uh, Sean, you got them winning? Yeah, Sean had them winning. Sean? I have them – yeah, I have them winning this one, yeah. Uh, Gar? Loss. Mike? What's that guy? Ed has Mike, them – you have a loss, Mike? Yes. Ed what's has that him, guy? Ed has them losing. Sean, you're the only one picking them to win that week. Okay. All right, uh, then we finish the season at home against the Redskins. That's a win, a win to me. Yeah, it's a win. Gar? Win. 
Sean. Yeah, they they sleep. They they sweep the Redskins. What's that got? Uh, he has them winning. Okay, so one, two, three, four. Ed's got them eleven and five. Wow. I got them one, two, three, four, five. I got them nine and seven. Okay. Mike's got them one, three. Mike's got them ten and six. I think that's too high. Gary's got them twelve and four. Sean's got them eleven and five. Eleven and five. Eleven and five. I had him at ten. Okay, I might have picked an extra game. I, I think I was thinking ten and six would be the the deal there. Gary, you got them twelve and four, bro. <laughs> yeah, I got that feeling, bro. I feel it. You feel it, bro. <laughs> I feel it. I'm feeling it. You know. I'll tell you what. Have been the COVID COVID championship. I can't. Think of, like, I wasn't expect. I wasn't expecting them to have them nine and seven. Yeah, you know what though? I I feel like nine and seven's right. I, I feel like between I know I call both of them wins, but between the Dallas home game and the New Orleans home game, I think they lose one of those games. I don't know which one. I think nine and seven's right. Okay. Um, Was nine and seven winning the division? No. No. No, I think Dallas wins the division. Hmm. I think Dallas had a better offseason, better draft, much better draft. And okay, the Eagles' draft wasn't that bad, boy. Dallas had a really good draft. CeeDee Lamb was really good. Fulton in the second round was really good. Fulton was a first-round pick. CeeDee Lamb was a top-ten pick that they got, like, 19 or 18 or whatever. Any first round pick, could be a 25 pick that they got in the second round. Yeah. Right. I hear you. I hear you, dude. I hear they you. They drafted a really good center that they traded <clears throat> the third or fourth round. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. All right. We are joined by our guest, uh, Ron. You okay? Taking a, taking a seat for a second. Huh? Uh, Ed, Ed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. All right, cool. Ed. All right, let me bring, let me bring Ed in here on the stream here. Let me hide you for a second. All right. Mr. Ed Kratz joining the show. What is up, Ed? How are you, man? What's up, Ed? What's happening, fellas? Hey. Cheers, Cheers brother. You guys look good. Yeah, man. What's going on, bro? Hey, We're trying. Salute. To- I'm empty-handed. Uh, it's all right. Oh, you gotta so, fix that. I actually gotta refill. <laughs> I gotta get a refill myself. I'll be right over. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that was my, that was my fault, Ed. I uh, misspelled your email. <laughs> uh, sorry, he's, he's I, like, I, I can't I get, get on. I'm like, oh, crap. Who are you, prick? <laughs> so we, uh, we 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 went through. Um... I was okay. Yeah. I was just gonna say I, I was. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, okay. yeah, we got you. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I just got caught up watching like a uh, Raising Hope episode. Remember that show? Did you ever see that show, Raising Hope? <laughs> kids, kids just uh, kids just stumbled on it on Netflix or something. So I was watching like one of the early episodes. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we we just went through the schedule. We gave our W's and L's, and I know that's probably one of your one of your favorite things, right? Um, and you have my tendency, and I for some reason I had them eleven five when we just ran through it. I don't think they're going to go 11-5. I actually have them at 10-6, and, um, and that's where you had them at. And uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is that you're kind of like just going through it and looking at it, or is that kind of your gut feeling? Well, I, that's just my gut feeling in May. Uh, yeah. That's what it looks like is 10 and 6. But you know how an NFL season kind of takes on a life of its own, you know, and just oh, yeah. week to week it's always a different proposition, who's hurt, who's healthy, who you know, all that stuff. So, you know, just looking at it, not really spending, you know, an overly amount of time analyzing it. Mm -hmm. I think I found 10 wins that they could get to, but uh, 11 feels optimistic. Nine, it could be nine. I mean, the over under, I think is nine and a half. So. Yeah. I think I had them at 10 and six and I, I'm, I'm still kind of like when I first did it, I had it at eight and eight. And then the, the only reason that, you know, the the Dallas home game after a Thursday night game at 10 days is probably putting me over the top. And then, you know what? I, I think that I, I have I had him as a win with the Saints. Saints are, are it's in it's in Philly. It's in December, but I don't know. I think maybe that's the one. I think that's the one that they probably end up losing. I think that I'm gonna if I'm switching, I'm switching them to nine and seven with that loss. Mm-hmm. Well, here here's the thing about that Saints game is that's the final road game of three straight for the Saints. They go to Denver and Atlanta in the two weeks before they come to Philly. Right. And that, and then the week after uh, they play the Eagles, they have, <clears throat> have to play the Chiefs at home. So, Oof. I mean. That's a gauntlet. Yeah, it's a gauntlet, and you wonder how they're going to be. I mean, the Eagles played three in a row last year, and they lost the first two, but then they went to Buffalo and beat a team in Buffalo that went to the playoffs. So, yeah, good team, yeah. Yeah, so you don't, you don't know how, uh, how that's going to play out for the Saints. But I like the fact that it's the third straight in that stretch of road games for him. Maybe that works in some way in the Eagles' favor. I don't and know. you're talking me back to 10 and 6. <laughs> <laughs> well, 12 I, and 4, baby. 12 and 4. 12 and 4. I knew you'd be and, 12 wins. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, 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 and the thing is, like, with that, that Saints game, it's not that – I was just saying, like, it's not that Breeze is a bad quarterback on the road. He's not the same quarterback on the road. He's still a Hall of Famer on the road. But yeah. – and and I think you even said I know I saw it somewhere I think it was it was in your article, Breeze is four and three four and three against right. the Eagles in his career yeah, yeah I had that four and three which isn't great and and Aaron Rodgers is only three and two mm-hmm. against the Eagles uh, in his career I haven't won that, that game too yeah it's that Russell Wilson that kills him every year he's four and zero against them I mean yeah. they just can't beat that guy yeah he's a good quarterback yeah he's a well, good quarterback well you hope <laughs> you know how he moves around you hope that. I mean, like the speed they added on defense with the linebackers. You know, you wonder if Sean Bradley or um, Davion Taylor will be playing any sort of role. I mean, that's a late-season game, and, and those guys are fast. And that's what you need for Wilson, man, is you need, to, you need to be able to track him down and get on him in a hurry. And if you can figure out a way to do that with those fast linebackers, maybe blitz them a little bit more, um, th- then maybe they, they can find a way to win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Am I talking anybody up to 13 wins? <laughs> He's like, nah. Uh, <laughs> Counting on a lot for those, those late-round draft picks. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I mean, you just – and you don't know. I mean, it's such a weird uh, offseason with – obviously there's not going to be any OTAs or who knows what training camp's even going to look like. And But, again, it's a late-season game, so if they are playing this, this schedule on, on time – then you hope that as the weeks go on, these guys will learn and progress and, and have more of a role in December than they would have in you know, September and October. They definitely address the need for speed. 
Yes, they did. Well, perfect yep. segue. I want to ask Ed because I, Ed's not going to stay on with us all night like he normally does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we figured, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we, we hit you up about the draft too because we haven't talked to you since the draft and, and what yeah. you thought. Although, uh, I guess Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Oh. Well, after the Hurts pick, we went on the air right away, and I'm like, I got to ask him what he thinks. Like, I got it, and you're like, shocking. I'm like, yeah, and that's kind of all of us. But overall, yeah. I mean, overall, what was your feeling about the draft and how they did? Well. I, I was shocked they took Ertz. I mean, nobody had that happening for sure. I thought the Steelers were going to take him uh, three or four picks, I guess, before the Eagles went because they, they certainly needed a quarterback. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised the Steelers didn't take him. I think if they were hoping to wait maybe until their next pick, which was 102. So they were hoping to get through like 50 picks before uh, hoping to take Hurts, and you know it's so messed up. I've been talking about Hurts, and I keep saying Hurts, Hurts, Hurts to Hurts. Now it's so screwed up. I'm like, I want to hear Merle Reese say Hurts to Hurts on the first <laughs> pass mm-hmm. connection. I mean, it's just a tough, it's a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, but I was shocked initially. Like Sean and I were texting back and forth, and um, I, you know, I just think that now that I've had a you know a lot of time here to digest, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I. I'm looking forward to meeting him. I hear he's a pretty good kid. He's a, and I think the Eagles fell in love with the person, maybe more so than the player, even because he's a, you know, be great in the locker room. He won't make any waves while he tries to learn, and uh, you know he'll be a good understudy for Wentz. And let's face it, you know Carson's injury history. You need to have a quarterback that's not 41 years old like Josh McCown or uh, anybody like that. And this gives them four years of control with Jalen Hurts to to kind of back up Wentz. And, you know, I don't think Wentz is going to play all 48 games these next four years or whatever the math is, 16 right. times four. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think that's happening. Or 17, so, 17 times four. Yeah, but four, you know right? what? So, right. Ed, right. question about that, though. I mean, does that mean that they've basically soured on Sudfeld, that Sudfeld is not who they thought he was going to be? <clears throat> no, I don't think at all. Uh, I just think Sudfeld – this will be his fourth year. You know, he went into free agency this past year. I just think that, you know, it reaches a point where he's going to want to try to find a, uh, you know, an opportunity where he can compete realistically to be a starting quarterback. You know, he's okay. not going to, he's not going to get that with Wentz. Right. Um, and since and he's, it, since he's a free agent, yeah, he's going to get that opportunity. He's going to want to bolt for that where hurts. You get four years. Right. Four years of control. And then, you know, who knows? I mean, if, if Wentz does stay healthy and he and he has him, you know, lifting the Lombardi trophy, you know, after the 2021 season or whatever, or after this season and Hurts has developed and maybe a turnaround and you, you know, you trade him for a premium pick. I mean, you know, there's that option too. You know, maybe some team will give you, a, you know, a second round pick for him or a first round pick. And, you know, it's funny when they first took him and, and Sean, maybe we, we texted about this because I thought they were going to turn around and trade him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, uh, that was what Mike was thinking. Yeah, yeah, for the guy in Jacksonville, Yannick Ngakwe. I mm-hmm. thought, but then I thought, you know, the NFL doesn't work like that. If they were going to do that trade, the Eagles just would have traded them that that pick, and yeah. they would have made the selection on their own. I mean, the NBA does that all the time, but the NFL doesn't work like that. So as quickly as that might, I thought came into my head. It was like two minutes later. I'm like, wait a minute, the NFL doesn't operate like that. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah, Ed, the other question I had about that was that he was. Pick too early. You think Hurt? Do you think Hurts could have been a third round pick? Or, um... well, I mean, I think if you listen to, you know, I've talked to some people about that. Uh, I think there were teams that probably were going to take him. 
Um, you know, I mentioned uh, the Steelers, I think. Before, right, yeah. What would have taken them at 102. Um, right, that's a little bit before the Eagles pick. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just think that he would have been gone had they waited because I think their next pick was – they went from 53 where they took Ertz up to 125. Right, because uh, they traded their third round for Slay, so they, they lost that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe it was – I think it was 104, actually. I think they took Davion Taylor in the third round there. It was the they last took, pick, they took I think, Taylor in the third, in the third round. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so – but either way, it was after the Steelers picked it at, at uh, whatever their number was, 102. So I, I think he would have been gone. I think there were some other teams that were looking at him. I heard the, Ra- you know, I heard the Raiders uh, may have jumped on him, too, before the Eagles – uh, had another opportunity to take him. But, yeah, in a perfect world, that would have been great to at least wait until the third round to take him. Then it would have um, at least – I think that would have made, you know, idiots like me that have no idea what we're talking about not go nuts about the pick because I just yeah. – I, I, I'm still infuriated. Um, <laughs> the thing that I threw out, the only scenario that I – the only thing that I could have thought is that, like, is it possible – is it possible that – Hertz ends up lighting the world on fire and they get a godfather offer for Wentz. Well, absolutely. I mean, that, that absolutely could happen. I mean, Wentz is making a, a ton of money. Um, you know, he's going to count over $30 million against the exactly. salary cap in 21, 22, 23, you know, all the way up. I think from 21 through 24, he's going to make over $30 million on the salary cap. So, I mean, that's a lot of money. So, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, you, you look at teams that win the Super Bowl, they're all young quarterbacks that are on rookie contracts. Right, like Mahomes in Kansas City. Um, now, Brady, of course, is the anomaly. But um, but even he took a discount on most of his contracts, didn't he? Right, right, right. And Russell Wilson, I think, when he won a Super Bowl, was still yep. uh, under control with Seattle, and they built up the defense and the Legion of Boom and all that. So um, there's something to be said for that. I mean, yeah, you could say, hey, what if Wentz wins a Super Bowl? Then do you trade him? I mean, that would be crazy, <laughs> especially after, you know, Foles wins a Super Bowl. And and then he's gone the next year, so I mean that would just be nuts if, if that were to happen. But um, but it gives you those options, you know. That's what drafting Ertz does is it gives you options now that you wouldn't have if you're out signing. Like, did you see the guy that signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars today, Mike Glennon, the yeah. backup guard, Gardner Minshew? I mean, c- come on! I mean, what yeah, kind of garbage crazy. is that? Yeah. You know, and McCown. I mean, we saw what McCown was in the playoffs. Now he ripped his hamstring up pretty good in the second half, but you know maybe he would have helped, but. I don't know. Maybe Hertz comes in and wins that game. Yeah, he's, he's the guy. You know, I don't. He he led uh, that comeback with Oklahoma when they fell behind Baylor huge in that college game, and you know I think they were around twenty eight nothing or thirty one to three something crazy, and Hertz yeah. came, came and brought Oklahoma back to keep their national uh, playoff hopes alive. So, um, you know, I mean, oh. the guy's been through two major college factories for football: Alabama, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, he's been had through, a lot of good coaches. Yeah, yeah, and he's been through adversity. So. I mean, there's yep. there's things to like about him as a player, um, but again, like like you said, maybe the second round might have been too high. But you know, I, I'm coming around to it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I felt the same. I felt the same way as Mike. Like when it happened, but as time's going on, I I'm actually starting to like the pick. Um, bottom line, you you have to take into consideration, like you were saying, with Wentz's injury history. Like any given play, honestly, like like. He could be out for a while. Yeah. And if anything, at least this guy, if he comes in, it's going to excite you. Did McCown excite you? Did Sudfeld excite you? And great, great, Foles went on a run. But were you excited when Nick Foles was was coming in? You know what I mean? Well, I was the second time around. 
right. Yeah, well, everybody everybody wrote the Eagles off when he when Wentz went out after oh, yeah. his ACL, and they were like, "Fall out, oh, Nick Falls, come on, they're done. Yeah. They're not going to win anything." And yep. he he proved everybody wrong. And you know, but the, there was a little history with him too. You know, he had that twenty seven and two season. Yeah. Um. He, he took the Eagles to the playoffs in Chip Kelly's first year, I think it was, and had them in position to win against the Saints. They had the lead late, took them to a late touchdown. He left then, the field with the lead. He did, right, yeah. with like under five minutes to go. And then, yeah. you know, the Eagles give up a big punt or kickoff return, a penalty on the play, moves it out to like almost a 50-yard line, and and then the Saints kick the field goal to is win. That, so, How about that? Is that something – Nick Foles' is only two losses as an Eagle in the playoffs was to the Saints. Yeah. 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 Gary, right. uh, so another, another uh, question, Ed. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Hold on, Ryan. I messed up. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on there, Ryan. Uh, Gary wanted to ask you uh, a question here. Hey, Ed. I want to ask your opinion what you feel about Rager. Uh, you know, I, I, I really didn't. I, I've seen some tape since they drafted him, and, you know, he really plays fast. I mean, he looks like he can fly. Um, but you know, he did have some drop passes at TCU and, um, and we've seen that with Aguilar, but I think this kid is, is a pretty confident kid. His father played in the NFL, you know, Monty Rager played for the Eagles, played for the Colts, won a Super Bowl with Bolt. So, you know, he's got a father who's played in the league, who's helped prepare him, uh, for what's facing him. And. You know, I got to admit, you know, if you have Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager on the field at the same time, I mean, that, that is some real speed that you're going to have to have your safeties aware of. And then that's going to open up the underneath stuff. So, you know, I think, you know, Rager may not have that volume, high volume catch number by the end of the year. I think he'll contribute some touchdowns. I, I, I'm going to be excited to see him in the return game. They needed a punt returner. Um, he returned two touchdowns in the punt game for TCU his last year there. So, you know, he's going to be the guy that's going to return punts. And, man, that guy, he can move. He's fast. Uh, and he's going to give you a real threat now in that special teams game. Um, but as a receiver, I don't, I don't know if he'll ever be a high-volume catch guy. Um, but he's going to do some things like Deshaun did. Uh, and it's going to be great to have him learn under Deshaun because, you know, Deshaun Jackson's a really, really good route runner. Um, you know, he, he can – he is he that's a very underrated part of his game and uh i i think he'll take rager under his or rieger however you say it and he'll help him become a better route runner maybe a better player so you know i'm excited to see how he develops I, you know again i don't know how much he's going to do his first year uh here I, he'll he'll have some catches um and i think he'll score some touchdowns i think the over under is four and a half i would i went on a video and said that i think he'll go over four and a half might be asking a lot, but I think he can do some things. He's got a running back background, so you know how the Eagles use Aguilar on those jet sweeps inside, and sometimes they were successful. Uh, yeah. I think I think you'll see Rager run some of those. I think you'll see a, a more creative offense with all that speed they have. And then Jalen Hurts, you know, is he going to be a gadget-type guy that's going to be out on the field too? So um, I think he'll add to this offense. And he also is a good insurance policy if Jackson gets hurt, which you know he will. Right. He never plays 16 games. So we saw when Jackson went out last year how that offense stalled, uh, you know, badly and became very uncreative, very vanilla, tough to watch at times. Um, but I think now if Jackson goes down, they got their butts covered with Rager and then some of the other speed guys that 
um, they drafted and traded for. So I'm excited to see Rager. I, you know, I would have liked to have seen him probably take Justin Jefferson, but maybe they just felt, and I know they felt this, that Rager was a better fit for their offense and what they want to do. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you if you prefer Jefferson answers that, and I that's kind of who I was looking at. But uh, I, I think that it, it it almost seems like an overcompensation based off of him and the other speed wide receivers that they got because not just last year but the year before that they banked on Mike Wallace being their speedster and when they got when he got hurt they turned around and looked and they had nothing nothing it was two years in a row where they got burnt by under speedster get hurt right it's they true. needed some depth at that speedster wide receiver and, and you know speaking accordingly or right. whatever go with it speaking of speedster what what did you think of the fifth round pick in uh, Tim Hightower yeah, you know, I, I, you know, the over/under on games I watched from Boise State this year is zero. I didn't see a single Boise State game, um, and I really haven't watched a whole lot of tape since the draft on him. But uh, the thing about the guys they got, Hightower and the other one, Quez Watkins from Southern Miss. I mean, these guys aren't only fast, but they had a lot of production in college too. You know, they they had some, they had a lot of touchdowns, they had a lot of catches. I mean, so they're not guys that are just new to the position that were thrown out there because they're fast. I mean, these are guys that, that can catch and that have produced in the college ranks. So, um, you know, I think they're not both going to make the team, Hightower and Watkins, I don't think. They'll probably right. one of them be on the practice squad. But you know, they've got 13 receivers on this roster right now that they're going to have to sift through. And, um, again, without having these OTAs, like right now, this weekend, we'd have our, our rookie minicamp. Um, wow, yeah. Which you know we'd be able to meet Hertz and we talk to him and and these other guys, the receivers, Hightower and Watkins and um, Rager, but that's not going to take place and that sucks for us as fans and media, but it also sucks for the rookies that aren't getting that on the field time and for Carson Wentz who's not developing the chemistry. So you know I I want to wait until I see what these guys actually can do on the field and hopefully we'll get to see it at some point. Before I, you know, pass any judgment on, on those guys, Hightower and Watkins. Gary, so, can, hold on. Can you guys hear Gary? Gary, say something. Hey. Can you hear him? No. No, all right. Never mind. Never mind. He, he wanted to ask about – I was going to say. He wanted to ask about, uh, he want, I'm sorry. He wanted to ask about uh, Wallace, Kevon Wallace. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I had to love that pick. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, he's a guy that if you would have taken him in the second round, you'd have been happy. But because they took Hurts, you know, people aren't as happy. But, I mean, they got this guy in the fourth round, which to me I think is going to pay dividends. I mean, he's a, you know, I think pro football focus ranked him as the best tackler uh, of all the uh, safeties coming out in the draft this year. I couldn't believe he was still there. I, I yeah, couldn't what, either. What was the thing? It was uh, was he, he was a little shorter and wasn't as fast. Like, there was something about, like, there was – what were his knocks that kind of made him – yeah, I mean, speed could be a factor. I don't think he's overly slow, but he's got enough speed. But he is 5'11", 205. I mean, that's a pretty good size for a safety, and he's versatile. He can play in the box, you know, kind of like Jenkins did. Um, but I, I think sometimes he has a hard time playing the deep ball, and as a safety, if you're on the back end, you got to – obviously, you got to be good at that. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's something they can teach. But, you know, I think just the depth of the receiver class. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how many wide receivers were taken uh, before Kayvon Wallace came off the board, and I think pick 125. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think 
all the receivers that went and the, the offensive tackles. It was a big offensive tackle class too. I think that maybe pushed him down a little bit, but he was the fifth, I think, safety that was taken behind okay. Linfield and Duggar and um, Delpit. Uh, so, you know, I, I just think maybe sometimes it's a scheme fit. And maybe some teams didn't feel that he was a uh, fit for their scheme. Um, but I think the Eagles are, are happy to have him. Yeah. Um, every safety that always comes through town always inevitably gets asked about Brian Dawkins and the, you know, well, obviously him with Clemson. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and then he roomed with Dawkins' son um, for two and a half years at Clemson. He roomed with Brian Dawkins Jr. Who, oh, wow, okay. uh, yeah, so he got to know Dawkins pretty well. He got to know the family. I think he said his mother and uh, Brian Dawkins' uh, wife are, are good friends. Um, and, you know, so he, he knows the Dawkins family pretty well. Uh, but you just hope he doesn't put too much pressure on himself and try to become the next Dawkins. I mean, and he right. said that because I have my own unique style. I'm going to be who I am, which good. is good. You know, he's yeah. not like, oh, I patterned my game after him, all that stuff. But um, but I think the I think the Eagles will be real happy with him. And I think he'll he'll definitely help on special teams initially. But I think he'll also play a role uh, in that safety spot. And, you know, it's interesting. I mean, his – by drafting him, I mean, that kid they signed, Will Parks, the free agent, who a lot of people like, I mean, he's not guaranteed a roster spot here. I yeah. mean, again, you see how Jalen Mills adjusts to his move to the safety spot. I'm not convinced anymore that he's going to do that just because now they have a little depth at the safety spot. Uh, whereas I, maybe I didn't, I didn't love corner, that anyway. I, I, I thought that like he, he wasn't really much. Of, I don't think he played much safety. I I think if you're going to do that to anyone, Rasul Douglas would have been the guy you put at safety. Yeah, I, yeah, same here, Sean. I like having Mills on the outside, so I'm kind of glad that. I mean, you're you're. I mean, obviously, you're not around the team right now. No one is. Um, mm-hmm. But if that's their line of thinking, that maybe they're not going to do that. That would be awesome, in my opinion. I'd rather have Mills on the outside. That's just my thought. Is they now they have the. Will Parks kid, they drafted Wallace. They have McLeod that's coming back. Um, you know, Maddox can play in there in a pinch. I mean, why? maybe they decide, you know what, let's just keep Mills. We'll train him as a safety, but we won't initially start with him there. Maybe we'll just put him at cornerback because that's the position he knows, and we didn't have a whole lot of training in the offseason to get him ready. So let's just keep him at corner and, and see how the progress goes to making him a safety because we're okay at safety now. That's just – you know, that's just speculation on my part. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Ed, you, you wrote uh, the Clowney article about whether or not they should grab him up. And uh, I think your your last – and I totally agree with you. Your last thing is – your last final decision was that you think they shouldn't do it or they, they won't or they shouldn't. And, or you, I think uh-huh. it, you said they won't and you agree with them was, I think, what your last kind of – Thing. And I'm totally in agreement with that. Not just because I think he's a, an asshole that ruined, you know, uh, once the season. I'm not sure if I want a guy like that, especially brought in the locker room. But I, I just feel like the the um, the cap hit on it, and and some yeah. of the money being able to transfer over to next year when it really hurt is they they need to save that. Well, that's like like you don't sign them. It's a one. I mean, deal. if you sign them, it's going to be a one year deal. It has to be. You're fifty million dollars over the cap next year, which is the worst yeah, in the you, NFL. Yeah, and you could take seventeen of that next year, or you know, fifteen of it, and knock that down, and you know, get yourself into a position. Mm. 
time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that whole cap thing. I mean, the Eagles were like worse than the cap position. I think two years ago, and you know they they kind of find, how he finds a way to make it work. You know, he just I don't know just as much it down about the road. <laughs> Yeah, you just kick it down the road, or you convert it into kind of bonus type money. I'm not sure how it all works, but you know he got him out of salary cap hell a couple of years ago, and. Um, so I don't worry too much about the cap, but you're right. They are going to be really up against it. And another thing to factor in is how much is the cap going to probably decrease if there's no fans at these games? I mean, you're losing a big portion of revenue. Um, so the cap, which has increased year after year after year, I don't see it increasing at all. If fans aren't going to be there. Uh, in fact, I could see it coming down. So they could even be in more cap hell next year. And maybe that's what Howie's thinking too, is we have to be careful uh, because we don't know what that cap number is going to be. We don't know. It's a very uncertain time right now. Sure. Um, but if, if Clowney comes down to like $10 million a year, I don't see that happening. But if he all of a sudden says, I'll play one year $10 million, come on board, man. I, I, can, I can find $10 million laying around for you. You wouldn't give him 15 for one year? No, I think that's a little too much. Um, I, I think that's a little too much. But, you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe the Eagles will see it differently and – um, it's just a really tough time right now too, because players can't really come into your facility. You can't really meet them and entertain them and talk to them and um, see, see what kind of see a, on a team. See a big piece of shit outside the uh, media room and the... <laughs> <laughs> outside the media room. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, but uh... <laughs> lost my train of thought there. <laughs> Sean has inside story. Inside story. Well, that became an outside uh, story. Geez. Oh yeah. Um, what were we talking about, Clowney? Well, yeah. I mean, that's a weak position on the team. I think after Barnett and Graham. Graham's thirty-two now. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who who's gonna who's gonna be coming off the edge? I mean, they how he thinks Malik Jackson will do some of it. Malik Jackson doesn't want to do any of it. He's already oh. said that. Um, he likes playing inside. Uh, but then after that, you have Josh Sweat, Sharif Miller, Deshaun Hall, who I think was injured last year. He may not be even ready to start the season. Um, Joe Osman, who hurt himself in the preseason, was having a nice camp. Um, hmm. But, you know, do any of those guys excite you? I mean, not really. Clowney would, ex- would excite you. I, $15 million, I you know, I guess I would say yeah because it's not my money and then just kick the can down the road. But I just think that's probably more than what the Eagles would spend. Yeah. You're muted. You're muted, dude. It's like musical chairs around here. So, uh, what do you think of uh, Alshon? Uh, he's going to stay on the team. You, you, you go with that? Do you, you think I, I'm, I think we all agree. We're, we're okay with it. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, you talk, we talked about all the speed they have. I mean, what, what do they have in the red zone outside of Ertz and um, Goddard, you know, size-wise? I mean, Jeffrey's a, Jeffrey's a reliable guy to have in the red zone. Um, White side will bounce back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, definitely. Um, but uh, he's, he's – last year aside, he's a sure-handed um, receiver. Jeffrey? Yeah, yeah, I know he is. You know, the waves that he's made allegedly in the locker room by being the you know kind of the rat that you know came out against mm-hmm. Wentz and the front office and 
Um, you know, that's a concern. But if they're if the Eagles are comfortable with that, I mean, I don't think you're going to find anybody to take him off your hands because he makes too much money. He's 30. He's coming off an injury. So he's going to – I think he's going to be on this roster. And if he's going to be on the roster, then why not throw him out there to help? I mean – Not till week six. <laughs> Oh, week if six. they start early, if they start on time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I mean, that, see, there's so many balls in the air here. You just don't know. Like, all these decisions that need to be made are just all, you know, they're getting pushed aside until we actually know what's going to happen. And who knows when that's going to be. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think Jeffrey will be on the team. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think you kind of need him to be right now. You don't I, think to- he's gonna, I think he's going to have a, um, a sneaky, solid year. Something, I mean, I'm not saying a thousand yards or anything, but I could see somewhere around 700 yards, six touchdowns, something. Ooh, yeah. Dude, I'm writing that down. Man. I'm going I'm to write that down right now. Hold on. I mean, 700 it. yards, six touchdowns. Is that what you're saying? 706 six TDs? Yeah. I don't see that. I don't see that happening, Mike. If the season starts on time, he, yeah, I mean, stranger things are happening. I mean, I mean, he's, he's going to be, he's probably going to be the starting wide receiver, the one side, right? I mean, he, he would be, yeah. I mean, and the thing about Jeffrey is you got to remember, you know, fans like to hate on him, but, man, that dude was so vital in their Super Bowl year with um, what he brought to that team. And I remember just spending the, you know, the week or so out in Minnesota and talking to him and, and all the players saying, you know, how Jeffrey's really kind of telling them to believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was a really vital guy with their confidence, with getting them to believe they could win. And he had a great year, and, and he scored the first touchdown, uh, on that 36-yard throw, I think it was, from Foles. I should know that by heart. But oh, to the, um, uh, left, he, Almost to the left it, uh, corner of the end zone, yeah. Yeah, it was a great catch, yep. and, and that really, you know, he talked about how they needed to have confidence, and then he went out on the field and he proved it. And yeah. I think that, that really uplifted the team and kind of got the ball rolling for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, does Jason Peters end up back on the Eagles? Uh, I, you know – I think he might. I think he might. Uh, I know he wants to get a contract somewhere. I don't. I'm not sure he's turned down offers. I know there's reports out there that. Uh, he's yeah, you don't down know. Yeah, you don't know offers. if that's posturing or not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really buying that. I, um, I just think some teams are concerned about having to kind of milk him through a full season, and he's not going to get through a whole season probably. Um, but I think he would be a good insurance policy for the Eagles if he's willing to say, "Yeah, let Dillard start." You can kind of serve as his mentor and backup, and if mm-hmm. he's struggling or he gets hurt, then you're the next guy in, and and then go from there. Um, so I, I think it could happen. I just, I just again, right now things are kind of nothing's really happening because you can't go anywhere to um, to visit these teams or to see them. But the Eagles know Peters well, and Peters knows them well. I think I think it probably will happen. Um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense with what Howie said in the off season about wanting to get younger. That certainly doesn't fit the bill, um, but they love Peters. Uh, the owner loves them. Peterson loves them. So there's something to be said for that. We just got a question real quick. Uh, we'll hold it up much longer, Ed. Um, this is from one of our listeners on the chat room here. Uh, Drew Bucci uh, asked if uh, if uh, Whiteside is going to start this year or is he going to beat out by either Hightower or Watkins? I guess he, he must be talking about the slot because that's the only starting position, I think. But um, – you know what do you what do you think there? Our Sega Whiteside, JJ. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll start if Jeffrey's not ready, and I don't think Jeffrey's will be ready. So I think 
Ortega Whiteside will probably start over there. Um, so he's going to start on the outside. Okay. On the outside, yeah. Over over. So Gibson, I guess, is going to be your slot, right? Or who's who's going to be your slot? Guy? I don't think Gibson makes the team. <laughs> Shelton Gibson? Yeah, I think he might be done. Um, I I don't think he does. Uh, I think Greg Ward will be your slot. Yeah. Um, I think Greg Ward. Probably... Yeah, I'm sorry. I probably got the two of them mixed up. I was yeah, I say, think I don't... he's probably happy that they didn't yeah. really draft anybody that's going to be a. You know, I mean, Rager can play in the slot too. So, um, you know, yeah, maybe could, Rager gets some speed in the slot and on the outside. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Again, I he could be that guy in the slot, but right now I think it's going to be Ward. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see if Rager starts on the outside and maybe Arcega Whiteside comes in for some red zone packages because of his size. Right. Um, okay. But if you, it, yeah, I mean, like I said when we started, man, if you have Jackson out there and uh, Rager. I mean, that speed's going to kill some of these teams that don't have good cornerbacks. Um, and the Eagles' offensive line should be good to give Wentz time to get rid of the ball deep. Uh, I, I just think it's it could be a lethal combination if it's Rager and Jackson that started on the outside. That so, combination will open up the running game. Absolutely. Yep. It, it'll do that. Yeah, especially the uh, read option stuff. Um, you know, but – And I the mean, underneath routes for Ertz and, and... – and Goddard, yeah. Yeah, Goddard. And, and even your slot guys like Ward um, and, um, you know, some of the uh, wheel option stuff or in the flat stuff to Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, you know, those yep. guys are certainly capable of catching the ball too. So yeah. uh, I think it's going to be a really exciting offense. They made a lot of moves on the coaching staff too to kind of ensure that, you know, with Marty Morningwood coming in and the kid, the guy from uh, the 49ers, Scangarello, Um so they've brought some guys in from the outside, a new receivers coach. Um, but to answer the, the question, I think I think initially it'll be Ortega Whiteside on the outside until okay. uh, Rager gets a little more comfortable, and then maybe Rager comes in. And again, depending on Jeffrey, um, but maybe Rager takes over that spot, and uh, Ortega Whiteside's more of a red zone type mm-hmm. receiver. Okay. What do you think of? I'm gonna shift gears for a quick second on this. We can go back to it, but uh, have you caught any of that? The final dance, the last dance series. Uh, I watched the first two episodes and kind of, you know, it's 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 weird. Um, I mean, I like watching live sporting events. I love the NHL. I miss the NHL. I love the NFL and the NHL are my two favorites. Um, But being kind of in the sports media, I don't really like watch a lot of that kind of stuff. Cause I just want to do something else and something different with my free time. It's weird. I okay. don't read any, I don't read any sports books for that reason either. I lose interest quickly. So oh, okay. I mean, I, I, I might get to it. I've heard a lot of good things and a lot of controversial things. And, sure. um, you know, I, I might, I might eventually get around to it. If this quarantine goes much longer, you know, I'll be watching Flintstones reruns on TV land. <laughs> We gotta show my daughter that she's four. She hasn't seen him yet. What are... <laughs> You're not raising her right. Yeah, exactly. So, I, yeah, I haven't. Have you watched it? Is it good? Do you like it? Good. Yeah, we've we've it's, been watching it. We we yeah, it's all, compelling. Yeah, it, all it, must it's, really like it. Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating television. It really is. Yeah. No, it is. It is slanted. Obviously, I mean, it's you know, apparently, like Jordan's producers basically produced it, so it's you know, Jordan's god and and. Yeah. You know, well, you know, whoever he didn't like is going to be. I don't know, man. I don't think it's it's. Well, not... I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think they uh, they don't paint Jordan in the greatest light the last few episodes. They don't. They don't mm. at all. 
Well, I don't know. I, I know that his producers still wrote it, and, you know, I know that they talked about, you know, him and Isaiah Thomas and the quarrel and him, you know, being the reason that Isaiah didn't come off the, you know. I, I haven't seen the sixth episode yet, so maybe that, maybe my opinion will change on it. Uh, I don't know. You know who I'd watch a documentary on is Dr. J, since I grew up a huge fan of his and watching him, and, and even Larry Bird, man. I hated that guy because he played for the Celtics, but, boy, he, he's so good. And you see these clips popping up on Facebook and stuff of him, and it's like, man, that, that guy was really good. Yeah. You know, I, I, and there's a good point. Where's the Dr. J documentary? Yeah, I would, lo- I would watch that yeah, because – you know, I really followed his career as a young kid and, and love, man, that dude would fly. I mean, I know Jordan elevates and flies too, but Doc, man, when he when he came in with that tomahawk slam dunk taken off from, you know, near the foul, foul line, line yeah, it's like, yeah, holy yeah. Cr- that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. I was blown away. So I, I would probably watch something on the Doc. Yeah. What the- Especially where he came from. They found him on the yep. streets. They found him playing in, in Brooklyn. Just put on yeah. a show in Brooklyn. He was like a Harlem Globetrotter. Like, what the hell is this? And he just hey, the ABA, that was the ABA for you, though, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, went to, he went to the University of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not you know your noted basketball factor. You're like you know Dean Smith and UNC is. I yeah. mean, yeah, a rat face. I, I would Coach love to. Why, why don't you guys get on that, man? Why don't you? Should, you should, we try should. To, you know, pitch that to somebody. All right, we'll we, make millions. Yeah, right, yeah, we're on it. We'll use no, your back we're no, we're not. We'll drink and we'll laugh about it and we won't do nothing. Yeah, this is the wrong podcast for that. We, we have great ideas and then we sit and drink and then pass out. Yeah, it's <laughs> what the f- At least yeah, we're what, drinking. What did we talk yeah, about last great. night? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, Ed, uh, we know you, you have a life to get to. Um, Raising Hope, baby. I'm going to go watch uh, season one, episode five of Raising Hope. There you go. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I got a Nozark yeah. episode that's uh, – teed up pretty soon <laughs> yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll dive into some more jordan i don't know i saw the first two i, I probably should get it back. gets better I, you know rodman was a pretty fascinating character and i think oh yeah there's, episode there's an three and four well, actually yeah, episode yeah, three is, is all about like the rodman. dennis rodman thing so yeah. like if you if you like dennis rodman or if you were intrigued by dennis rodman oh yeah you well, love episode three yeah, 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 that's yeah. A good one. yeah maybe that's what i'll do now i don't know yeah <laughs> we'll see well, Ed, thank you so much, and give the people your plug, brother. Hey, uh, my pl- oh yeah, uh, Twitter. You can hit me on Twitter uh, at k r a c z e at Kratzy. Uh, I usually tweet out all my Eagle stuff there, um, or you can hit me on si.com slash NFL slash Eagles. Uh, even si.com sometimes my stuff's on their their main page or, or the Eagles or the football page, the NFL page. So. Uh, anywhere, but Twitter's the best way mm-hmm. at Kratzy because I, I put everything out there. Awesome. And I and I actually try to, you know, get back to people on Twitter. I try to interact a little bit, even though sometimes it pisses me off. <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter is a cesspool. It's an yeah, absolute it cesspool. Facebook, at least you're hiding. Yeah. Like, like for the most part, it's your real name or some sort of your real name and your picture, right. your fan. Twitter, you can just hide behind anything and just troll people. Especially as a writer, I'm sure you you guys see all that. But um, yeah, but I, I don't, you, you know, do I'll, I'll dive in sometimes. And, you know, sometimes I get a little controversial with some of the things I say. But you know, I got tr- I got in trouble with. Well, you're writer. on the perfect show for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I got tr- yeah, I, got I love tr- this show. I got in trouble with a beat writer from uh, um, Denver last week. Denver. Yeah, you probably if I mention his name, you probably know who he is, and it wasn't pretty. Uh, but yeah, so I'm like, man, like 
what am I doing? You know, and I'm in the middle. And I wasn't being a dick. I was just being, giving my opinion about something. And the guy was just, yeah. I felt like he was being a little short-sighted, but whatever. And I'm sure I'm like. <laughs> no, he wasn't, he wasn't being a dick, but he was being Sean. <laughs> yeah, just giving my opinion. That's all. Yeah. Basically, basically all came down to Ed was Brandon McManus comes out and goes, I'm not playing 16 weeks without a bye. And I said, dude, we love you, Brandon, especially here in Philly. You graduate from Temple and everything. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. is not the time to put this out. When there are people out there risking their lives day in and day out, and you're bitching about kicking a football through an upright 16 weeks in a row. I think I remember that, Sean. I think I remember that. Yeah, little, and, uh, and this yeah, guy and gets you were back. Right. Yeah, and this guy gets, well, you know, you don't understand. You know, there's people who get paid to do his job. I'm like, you know what? There are people who line around Colorado to take his salary to kick a football. I don't want to hear yeah. this. So. Yeah. Well, all right. Ah, I agree, man. I agree, man. Thanks. It's kind of short-sighted. If you feel that way, you can't really come out and say that now. It's just no. a bad look. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially when you're the kicker. You're not you're like a running a back that's kicker. like going into car yeah. accidents every week. You're yeah. a kicker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. And, well, and he kicked uh, out here at North Penn. I covered that kid when he was in high school a game yeah. or two when I was covering high school sports out here in the suburbs. Um, a guy I know. work with is uh, good friends with him, actually, because his kid goes to North Penn now, and they have, I don't know, they do like – stuff and he he knows them and yeah. uh yeah I, yeah so i wasn't too happy about that but but i'm yeah. like on the other side of that hey, i'm like damn I, like you, you got to deal with that all the time so well you just move on man sometimes you just you know bite your lip and say you know what it's just not worth it but other yeah. times you know if you're in a mood depending on how your day's going what side of the bed you wake up on in the morning, you know, much, I'll jab back. How much beer you've Getting had. Getting a fight with the wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All sorts of variables, man. But, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm willing to pick up the gloves and do a little sparring from time right. to time. Ball your lip and say, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple people in our chat room are, are, are saying thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. So, uh, yeah. That's you, cool, man. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it, guys. Hey, really. we appreciate it, brother. Thank you so Anytime, much. Anytime, man. Yeah. Anytime. Hey, thank Love you so much, show. man. You were a uh, big fan. Thanks yeah, so much, Ed. We, we really consider you. We consider you. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, yep. you're the fifth yep. Beatle, you brother. Don't kill any of us. All right. All right, When this is over, we're getting back together, man. All right. So you got it. All right. Take See care, guys. brother. All right. Bye. Yeah, Ed. Thanks, bud. Yeah, man. See you guys. Ed Kratz, man, joining the show again. That's cool. Love that man. He fits right in. Nah, he's great, man. He's he's awesome. I'll just text him real quick. But yeah. And and he's 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 got great opinions. He's he's not shy about the opinions. He you know he, he's he shoots from the hip just like us and, and you know, he's it's awesome. He's yeah. shoots from the hip, but he has a lot more knowledge than we do and, and, he, hang, and he hangs out with us, a bunch of <laughs> bunch of childs. Bunch of childs. Right. Oh, bring Ryan back on, he disappears. Um day and night. How about the? Uh, that was a quarter pub fart. Oh, is that oh. was is that what that was? I think I can smell it from here. Do I still have it? I don't think I have that on the board right now. No, I don't. What the fuck's yeah, I took it out. That dude, I, I interchange this board all the time. Um, real quick before we move on, there's only a few more things uh, really to get to. Um, we're gonna do a little fuck you Ben in a second, but before we do that, how about the is thing with jukebox? How about the and jukebox? How about the thing with Earl Thomas? Like, yeah, do you, do, you, do, you, do you remember the scene in Goodfellas? Crazy. The scene in Goodfellas where he wakes up and she's pointing the gun at his <laughs> head. Pointing the gun at his head. 
That's where Earl Thomas was the other day. You have orgies. Ray Liotta with his bloodshot blue eyes and baby, put the gun down. Henry, put the gun down. <laughs> put the... the shit I gotta deal with. I gotta come home. But Punch is a little nice. Kill you. Pull. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um. <laughs> So uh, that's kind of what Earl Thomas woke up to the other day when she found out that he was having orgies with his with with his brother, which is fucking weird, and uh, a bunch of ladies. That's a good. Gary, you want to go have an orgy? That's a good tag team right there, man. I'm always down for an orgy. Pass I'll let you know what your dick like looks like. Like. <laughs> <laughs> right, I they, mean, they apparently were not. Carol was not practicing social distancing. Apparently. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, we call it the Mega Powers. Oh yeah! Good tag team. <laughs> oh yeah! Get it in, brother. Oh yeah! You got it all over my shirt. <laughs> know, brother, because you know if I shake your hand, you know the whole world might explode, brother. Dude, but if they're wiggling. Doing this whole thing, they, they weren't touching hands yet. Uh, then I there was a actually a video it was like what coronavirus is like now, and they're showing yeah, that yeah. trying to I shake. It. It <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, so stupid! It's awesome. How about the guy from the fucking Goonies just got his pre his fucking COVID shot? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, God, that was good. Fucking Gary's laugh. Wasn't that fucking funny, Jesus? I was looking another bottle of Jameson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh man! All right, so we do, should we do uh, a little? Should we, should we do a little? Uh, uh, fuck you, Ben. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck you, Ben. 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 Where the fuck you, Ben? So we have a collective one first. Yes, we do. The collective one. Where the fuck you been? Our fucking sanity. Let's go, offense! Pull your head out of your ass! Yeah. Like, this is fucking... Uh, this... Uh, I, I'm speechless with it anymore, man. Well, so, me, I'm like... I agree, you know, we're in PA. I agree with the governor's thing. Like, let's be conservative. I'd rather spend another two weeks in than have to deal with two months of a second wave. God... Damn. Well, yeah. it's not two weeks. It's four weeks, but a two additional weeks on top of two weeks. Mm-hmm. Damn, I just, I need to get out, go to a restaurant, hang out with my buds, do a fire, have some beers with guys, go to go to work and see co-workers. I mean, yeah. Titties. Let's go to work and see some titties. <laughs> All right, yeah. Fucking <laughs> But I, yeah, I, I mean, hear you, just, know, Mike. Like, like, see my boys, shake their hands. Like, like, yeah. 
all, all of it. Like, like maybe play a game of basketball or something, man. I haven't done that in forever. But you got a basketball yeah. Jones. You ain't sweating I on me yet. I got a basketball Jones. Dude, I know it's I know it's totally like people are bitching about it. So I've I they opened up the golf courses in Pennsylvania since Friday. I've been out twice this week already. And dude, it's like a like oh this is awesome. Like a little sense of normalcy. A little sense of normalcy. You know, like Yeah, I mean it's it's weird though. I mean, like so you're you do the golf thing. Obviously you're sharing the golf carts, you're doing no, you're this. It's a one golf cart per person. One golf cart per person, okay. Yep, and when you go in the clubhouse, you have to wear a mask. But think of any social distance in sport, it's golf. You're not, especially if you're in your own golf court, you know, this guy right. hits that way, that guy, one guy goes this way, one guy goes that way. This guy's like, hey. One dog's going this way, one dog's yeah. going that way. This guy's yeah. like, what do you want from me? And, uh, you know, you're separated anyway until you're, you know, yeah. on the green or whatever, and that's it. I mean, it's, you're, you know, it's. If, if there's any outdoor activity, it's probably that that's social distancing. Yeah, I mean, if you're not doing it, if you're not sharing a golf cart, then yeah, I mean, yeah. So, um, so that's been kind of nice, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. We just talked about MMA. They're gonna be hitting each other and punching each other and all that stuff, and everybody touching, like sweating on each other, like. I yeah, know. I mean, I'm sure that they're, but if it's if it's four different people when they're tested right beforehand, yeah. It's fucking man. This fuck. I hate. But yeah, I mean, I so a, fuck. I had a conversation with the guys at work today, right? So, um, with the beaches opening up and shit. So, um, the question came up: So, how many people you think are going to get sick over this weekend? Mm-hmm. And my answer was: Well, how many people do I think are going to get sick, or how many people am I going to be told got sick? Right. You know. It's. I I I can't get into that again. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I hear you. So I mean, but the thing is, is that if it's, you know, if it's a bunch of forty or thirty or you know twenty thirty year olds that are on the beach, they're they're probably gonna be fine. Like they, they get sick and they'll be fine. Yeah. So I mean, I but it's it's a, it's a it's a it's an interesting debate. Like so. Yeah. After Governor Wolf just did his um, said that they're they're not opening anything up, we just got a you know a text from the daycare saying obviously they're they're shut down too. But until June, right? So we're debating before that happened. Do we set her back? And we're like, I think we do. You know, kids aren't getting it. Kids are getting it. They just don't deem it as dangerous. Kids are right, getting. But I mean, there's, Actually, there's, yeah, no, but there, there's no the, the amount of kids that are getting it seems like oh, so. Yeah. And there's now new reports that uh, rashes, that kids are getting rashes or something, and now that's another sign of it. Uh, like fucking anything's gonna be a sign of it now. Like uh, nobody knows, so they're nah, just everything's just yeah, everything's related, mess. right? But yeah, I know. All right, my got one. I got a legit. Well, not that sign legit. I don't want to say that because certainly legit because we're all dealing with this shit, and it's a it's a good one because. Yeah, where's the fire? Yeah, I'm thinking about I, I, wanna, I, I do. I want to have, you know, a fire pit or something like that. Yeah. Just, and I, we were gonna, I need to have. We yeah. were going to do it this week, but um, the weather sucks. Because, you know, it's 40 degrees in May in Philly. Yeah, it's. It's fucking snowing. Yeah. Yeah. The next, you know, craziness. Yeah. Uh, well, nice weekend, man. Like, who's over else? Next weekend. All right. 
Fuck you, Ben. 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 Where the fuck you been? It's the best. Eric Snow. You old fat bitch! Uh, all right. You fat bitch! Eric yeah, Snow. I'm a We got fat. I'm Eric, woke. Eric Snow. Uh, I'm woke. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Uh, yeah, I went to hit on that. So Eric Snow is now 47 years old. That's where he is now. Now, Eric Snow used to play for the Sixers. He was actually selected by the Milwaukee Bucks back in 1995 in round two. Uh, played a few years with the with – the, actually, he never even played with the Bucks. He ended up getting uh, traded, I guess, to the Seattle Supersonics. Then played with the Sixers during their 0-1 run. Uh, for, he actually played for the Sixers for uh, seven years, man. I didn't know sure, he was sure. – Yeah, I didn't he know was he was – He was an all-right guard, man. No, he was okay. Yeah, I, I like Dark Snow. I really yeah. like Dark Snow. He had a good career, dude. I, I mean, really, 95 he was drafted. He played until 2009. He played that yeah. long, really? Yeah, I had he had 10 years. with the Cavaliers. Yeah. I don't remember him playing that long. That's crazy. Yeah, he played with LeBron. Yeah, you're right. He did. Yeah. Jesus, I don't remember him playing that he long. He probably man. played with Sean Kemp and LeBron. How about that? And he. It's Tokyo. It's Tokyo Kemp. Tokyo. Oh Kemp. my bad. <laughs> uh, now Tokyo Kemp was his son. Yeah, but we're we're just gonna call him Tokyo Camp. Oh, all right, Mississippi. I thought that was the son that we was conceived in Tokyo. Mississippi Camp. <laughs> um. So, so Eric Snow was uh, second team all defensive in 2003. So two years after the Sixers run, while he was with the Sixers, he won the NBA Sportsmanship Award in 2000, and he was the J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship. Uh, citizenship award winner, Jesus, in uh, 05. Um, for, his career, broadcast. for his career, he averaged 6.7 points a game, five assists a game, it's two steal, you know, almost two steals, or almost 1.1 1. 1 and a half steals a game. Not too bad. Um, so, that, yeah, so then uh, if you don't know, uh, we're going to tell you. He then joined the Sixers broadcast team when the Sixers were basically going through the tanking process. It's probably right before that, maybe 2012, I think. And uh, wasn't he a part of them when they went to the play, when they beat the Bulls in the first round? I think he. I think it was 2012. Yeah, 2011 yeah. or 2012. He fell asleep during a broadcast. If you don't believe us, just look it up. Eric Snow broadcast falls asleep. Just look it up. It's hysterical. I mean, Zoom off. Mark Zoom off. Pretty much call. I mean, he calls him right out. Like he he's like, hey, you alright there, partner? Yeah, yeah, just really tired i guess so when you eat fucking mcdonald's all day he, he must he blew up to i mean he's got to be about i don't, I don't want to say he's 300 pounds but he's he's up there man he blew he, up. he's had to put on 100 pounds since yeah. he retired well believe it or not he's actually uh, a coach right now uh, an assistant coach in the in the uh, g league he's been in a coach uh, been a coach for a couple years now actually uh so twenty twelve, so two thousand eleven, he was with the Sixers broadcast team. Uh, twenty twelve, he then joined SMU as the director of player development. Then he went to the uh, Florida Atlantic, was an assistant coach for three years, and now he's with the Texas Legends of the G League. So was he in two thousand twelve? Was Larry Brown coaching SMU? Yes, he was. So now it makes Here sense why he brought in Eric Snow. Good call. Yeah, that's that's. He was there. That was that long ago. He went to SMU. 
when he coached there, assistant, or he was the director of player development. No, that, that what I mean. That was that long oh, Larry ago. Brown? That, Larry Brown. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, right? That would be I, the only way that it would seem to make sense with the connection. Yeah, you're right, right, right. I hear where you're going. I just didn't like think, why, you know. why, like you, you just. I can't think of any other way that Eric Snow <laughs> up at SMU. He was I mean, SMU uh, 2012 to 2016. Larry Brown was there. Okay. Yeah. And, he, he, and he's been he's been done for two years at Larry Brown. He's he's uh, coaching at Aluxium Torino. That was his last team that Larry Brown coached two years ago. Hmm. Jesus, man. He, he, wow. Yeah, that dude bounced around. But yeah, that was that's fuck your bin, man. That's, that's what nice. we got Eric, Eric Snow. Nice ball, man. Just one more time. You old fat bitch. <laughs> you fat bitch. Didn't didn't Kobe Bryant? When they um, when they're in the finals or the year after or something like that, didn't he say that Eric Snow was the toughest defender he played against? There was some, yeah, I remember hearing about it. Eric Snow was a good defender, man. He wasn't a bad point guard at all. I mean, his numbers, his career numbers aren't look NBA six what six five and one is that what I said one and a half a game? That's look, yeah, man. You I last mean, fourteen. You last fourteen years in the NBA. You're doing something right. Yeah, you're doing something right. I mean, he, his his jump shot was terrible, but he knew how to lead an offense. Right. And at least he would take one every once in a while if he gave it to him. Like he he'd make a shot yeah. once in a while. It was like, all right, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, all right, so we got right, guys. One, well, one, oh, yeah, I out. got okay. I got a couple minutes. I gotta I gotta get rolling. So all um, right, uh, all right, Mike. You heading out now? Yeah, right, serious, seriously though, next week, dude. Who's ever yeah. else we want to do it at? But let's get together and have a fire, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it and at least see if we see what we can do. Are you, <coughs> are you leaving now or a couple minutes? God, I gotta. I got. All we'll right. give five minutes. Five minute countdown. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, this isn't gonna take long. So the, the Major League Baseball is talking about a potential division <coughs> realignment for this year if they continue. Um, what they're trying to do, the, the main focus of this is what they're trying to do is keep the teams localized. So they're going to play in Arizona, Texas, and Florida. That's This is one of the options that are out there. There's many other options. There's another option. They're going to continue on with no fans. There is other like, But this is one option, and, and we want to bring this. I wanted to bring this up last week. We didn't, but just want to get your thoughts. So it will be three divisions, and these divisions would only play each other for – Probably what eighty games, I guess at this point, right? Uh, in the Phillies division in the MLB East, it would be the Phillies, Toronto, Milwaukee, the Rays, the Pirates. Okay, You're like all right, whatever. Wait, Milwaukee's in it? Are you sure Milwaukee's in it? Or Miami? I'm sorry, Miami. Jesus, yeah, uh-huh. Miami. You're like okay, that's that's doable. And then it's Washington uh, and, and Baltimore. I'm sorry. Then it's Washington, Boston, the Yankees, and then the Mets, and then that's whatever. So the Phillies probably, I mean, honestly, if you're looking at it on they'd paper, be, fourth, they'd be lucky to finish fourth in that division. They'd be fourth, maybe fifth behind Toronto, right. or the Rays are yep. a good team too, man. Right, yeah. So the only the only question I have, and you know, I know I'm making it more difficult, but how do you leave Atlanta out of there? You go down the coast, all these different teams, and then there's like Atlanta. You skip over Atlanta, and then you go down to – Tampa and Florida and Miami. And then, like, Atlanta just kind of goes into some central. Division yeah, it doesn't make sense. So put Pittsburgh in the central and put Atlanta in the east. That's what they should do. Or, yeah. I mean, right. 
by this, again, by this standard, what they're putting out there is that you'd only play in that centralized place. But if you're going to go geographically, you're you're doing it wrong, right? Right. Like Cleveland's like, what, 50 miles from Pittsburgh or something? I, I know. I'm probably uh-huh. being a little. No, no. You're, yeah. I mean, Cleveland, so, yeah, Cleveland's in the central. So why would yeah, they like be? It's, it's not. I mean, if you're in Pittsburgh, you drive west like a half hour. You're basically in Ohio. Right. So why wouldn't they be in the central and then Atlanta in the east? Right. Do you remember before they were difficult, but before they, I think it was after two thousand th- or nineteen ninety three. Yeah, after nineteen ninety three. No, the Braves mm-hmm. used to be in the the uh, NL West. Yeah, it, like made no. Which s- is stupid too. Yeah, made no Which sense. Why they realigned it? Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know. I just. What do you guys think about it overall? I mean, what do you guys think about that that situation if it comes down to it? Would you know? As well, I mean, I've come around. You, you, you guys know how I felt. Like, like you know, no sports, no fans, just wait. But I don't care, man. Whatever. I just want baseball. Yeah, like, I, just, I, just, I just want sports. I, I just one, want sports, it's man. One year, whatever works. It'd be kind of fun, I yeah. think. I think it'd be fun. I yeah. think the same thing about like all the stuff that they're proposing with the NBA about like three. Three team, you know, three game rounds, or you know, best of three, best of five, whatever. I don't care. Just bring it. Let's back. just get a playoff. Let's 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 get a champion. Let's get a playoff. Let's get a champion. Bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. And ben then, Simmons back is one hundred percent. Yes. Well, thank God. Maybe we can shoot now. Ah, that's that. The we could do another show on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the also the last thing about baseball. And then we'll do jukebox and uh, call it a night. But um, uh, there'll be no minor leagues, apparently. No minor leagues. And I don't understand that at all. Me neither. I just don't get why. So why? So no development leagues. So, like, what happens now? Like, are you going to expand the rosters for these? You know, if you say you start. You should. You have to, right? I mean, these kids are not going to get a chance. And that's messed up. You know, that's a year out of their lives. I mean, these guys. I got to be honest, like these guys get paid pe- peanuts, really. I mean, not yeah. pe- peanuts, especially compared to major leaguers, but, but they don't, yeah. Yeah, com- and even comparatively to us, they don't, they don't make a lot of money. No, nah, like leaders. a lot of them guys have to work in the, they have to have a job in the off season. Yeah, they're making 60,000 a year and, and, uh, and they're traveling like crazy. The ho- like all that stuff, all expenses aren't paid all the time. They, you know, uh, I'm just going off, like I, I knew a guy, Earl Snyder. He he actually won a ring with the uh, Red Sox uh, when they when they won the first time. And uh, we, it was a, he's a family friend, and uh, we had a dinner with him. And he he's like, it's not all like it's not what you think it is. He's like, it's it's tough, you know, it, it's really difficult mm-hmm. at times. So, um, and he re- he ended up retiring, I guess, two years after that. But because um, he was just tired of moving his family around all the time, it's it's just you're messing with people's livelihoods. But the fact that these guys are dependent on that and you're canceling it already, that part doesn't make any sense to me. You can definitely have minor league games without fans, can't you? Yeah, like, I mean, you ever hear anybody say, I went to this minor league game and I seen, like, an unbelievable game? Like, like nobody. You just you go for it. Unless, unless, there's, unless there's some, like, guy that's coming back from injury, nobody's, you know, or it's like some, like, Bryce Harper prospect, nobody really pays attention. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, they're fun to go to, but I've been in, I don't know, probably 10 in my life. I can't tell you who won those games. I don't really care. Like, you know, it's just a good experience to be close to the field and stuff. So, 
It's like a spring training game. Same thing. I don't know who wins yeah. or loses. It means I just kind of hang out. I don't. I don't get that at all. Especially because you're messing. Now you're messing with people's livelihoods and the development of these players going forward. It Not only that, but the NBA, the all these leagues are a billion dollar industries. You think they could figure out a way to kind of right. make it work? Right. All right, guys. Let me roll. All right, Mikey. We'll see you. Uh, you I don't know. All right, brother. Yep. We'll All right, guys. All right, man. Um. So, yeah. Why don't we uh? Why don't we wrap up with jukebox? So Ryan has nineteen eighty. Nine, which by the way is the year what movie came out? Mm-hmm. Come on, you know I'm a fucking dork. Uh, For... But you're thinking of one movie in particular. A lot of movies came out that year. Yeah, but you know me. I was thinking. You know me. You know me. You know me, guy. All right, Jack Nicholson. Oh, oh yeah, Batman. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't have it on here. This town needs an enema. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I to find it. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know if I can have it all. Uh, whatever. Favorite Joker. Who, who was the guy that played the Joker the best to you guys? I have this one on here right now ready to go. Heath Ledger. I agree, bro. Never rub another man's rhubarb. I do have Enema on I can't find it, though. Okay. Uh, yeah, Heath Fighter. Yeah. You know, he's like, you wouldn't hit a man with glasses, would you? That <laughs> man's like, crack! <laughs> purple. I love purple. <laughs> I don't know, man. That guy from the 70s did a good Joker, too, man. Uh, Cesar Romero. Oh, he, yeah. 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 Yeah, but the thing what that bothered me was the fact that he never shaved his mustache off. Yeah, he, there was just pad, face paint over the mustache. Yeah. yeah. All right, we ready? Yeah, let's do it. Do we have the intro? I don't have an intro for uh, Jukebox. We don't? Nah, nah. Oh, it's, all right. it's just roll. All right. All right, 1989, oh. number 10. Giving you the best I got by Anita Baker. <laughs> yeah, that, that means turn over and lift up your dress. 79 Brooks has no idea who came inside of him. That's all I got for that one. 79 Brooks. <laughs> 79 Brooks. Come on, stop. All right. Sorry. Uh, num- <laughs> number nine. Baby, I love your way. Every By Will day. To power. Who sang that? Will to power. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. here you go. Here you go. You can see me, right? Oh, yeah, I can see you. Yeah, right, we're not number eight. All right, number eight was. It's like you're blowing a fish. Yeah, I girl, know. you know it's true by Millie Vanilli. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'll I'll it. I get it. I get it. Um, number seven, the wind beneath my wings by oh, Batman. Hey, here you go, guys. This town needs an enema. <laughs> He's got the fucking shooter. <laughs> hey, Eckhart, think about the future. That's my, that and you ever dance with the devil in pale moonlight? Yeah, like I love the scene in the apartment too when Bruce Wayne. You want to get nuts? Let's, Let's get nuts. Get nuts. Um, number six, Cold Hearted by Paul Abdul. Cold Hearted Snake. 
look between his thighs. <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. I'm not going to um, argue. Who am I to argue? Number five, Miss You Much by Janet Jackson. I'm sure I know it, but I don't know it by the title. Yeah, I hear you. I, I hear you. Much. Yeah. Uh, number four, uh, Straight Up Now Tell Me uh, by Paul Dole. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> is that the one with the fucking uh, the, the cartoon no that's uh opposite to trial oh, yeah, yeah yeah it's with the fucking cheetos cat yeah yeah number three it ain't easy being cheesy <laughs> number three <laughs> every rose has its door oh, yeah. I, hear you. I hear you fucking poison yo but here you go number two it's my prerogative. I can do oh, what Bobby I want Graham. to do. It's hey, hey. my prerogative. I can kill my wife. <laughs> fucking whore. I'll, <laughs> I'll, fucking pig. I'll kill Fuck my wife. Fucking pig. It's my prerogative. My wife and daughter are dead. <laughs> I'll punch Wendy right in the fucking face. Fucking pig. God stinks. <laughs> Number one, this is Gary's band. That's why Whitney's got a black eye, because it fucking stinks. <laughs> She's got fucking... She ain't got eyes anymore. <laughs> Jesus. Number one, um... What was that? This is, a, this is Gary's band, number one. Look Away by Chicago. What's wrong with fucking Chicago? I don't... Yeah, look, the horns look, and shit. Uh, I don't mind Chicago. Look Away. Look away. You look see away. me walking by with a tear in my eye. Look away. Baby, look away. <sighs> yeah, you know it if you heard it. Yeah, I might have to look it up. I might have to look it up. All right, a few honorable mentions. Dude, I was in love with this girl. Number 13, Lost in Your Eyes by Debbie Gibson. Oh, oh okay. All right. I was in love with that fucking chick. She's a pig. Yo. I'm going for a beer. Let's have to get that. What is that ringing? What is that sound? My fucking phone. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rye. Will you turn it down? Yeah. There you go. Uh, Number 42, Bust a Move by Young MC. (laughs) Don't stand to it. Let's just do it. Strike but, a pose. There's nothing but, to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here you go. Number 47. Love Shack. Love Shack. It's a Love Shack, baby. Yeah, the B-52s. Fuck it. That dude, man. Sitting at the side of the road for the Love Shack. It's about to set sail. <laughs> um... <laughs> Number 65. That funky Cole Medina. Ah, Tone Luke. Tone Luke. Yeah, what movie is Tone Luke in? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, Dave Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to ask you a few questions. <laughs> Come on, Ace. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Fucking crazy ass cracker. Um, all right, last one. Number 93. Smooth Criminal by Michael Jackson. I watched that movie that it's from not too long ago. Uh, Moonwalker. Yeah, that's a great. I love that movie. Joe Pesci's the bad well, guy. Joe Pesci's a complete fucking. He, dude, he's such a dick. 
And that was before you Goodfellas. You've been hit by, you've been hit by a smooth criminal. Yo, when he's doing the fucking dance and he's leaning like, that's fucking, that, that, that's some good shit. Yeah, because he was on fucking Propopol. Whatever. Yeah, it was Probable. good. Probable. The movie's actually pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. He's lean he's leaning right into a little boy. <laughs> Shamona. Shamona. Who are they who was I watching? An interview with somebody who it's it's somebody you wouldn't even think about. Uh that was involved. Oh man, it's killing me. That they actually he knew Michael Jackson. It's not a, he's not an actor. Oh man, it's gonna kill me now. Who it was? His family was friends with Michael Jackson, and he said Michael would go to hotel rooms and throw like eggs down steps and like act like a kid, like do stuff like that. And he's like, he's like, you know, at the as a time you're like, oh my god, we're gonna get in trouble. And, you're, and then later he's like, it hit me the next day. He's like, why was Michael Jackson throwing stuff down steps? Like why was he acting like an idiot? You know, stuff like that. Like, acting like a child all the time. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's juvenile foreplay. Well, you know what that is? That's... <laughs> no. And, and you know what? <laughs> you know what it is? It's it's being... Um, have, having your childhood taken away from you. That's that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, he was never allowed to be a kid, man. No, it's just kind of a shame, man. That's why all those guys are... Fu- all those kids are... Corey Feldman's fucked up. Uh, you know, Macaulay Culkin was messed up for a while. All those people, man. Corey Haim's dead. Yeah. <laughs> they all took it in the stanky. Yeah. Well, I guess that's our show, Apparently boys. from Kevin Spacey. <laughs> House of Cards. House of Cox. House of Cox. <laughs> well, guys, it was... Uh, it was a good time. I'm glad we were able to stream the night and glad we were able to do the show tonight and uh hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, Yo, where's yeah. Mark, man? Ooh, yeah. Flick that bean, yeah. I don't know. He hasn't chimed in. He said he was in the middle of something. I'm... Yeah, he's in the middle of... Oh, he's getting some boating. Get all over my <laughs> That's what he was doing. Uh, now, nah, well, uh, I don't know when we're going to see you guys again. Why don't he just say that? I'm banging the old lady. That's what you should have said. Um, you know, I know we said it last week, but, you know, the NFL schedule came out. I don't really see much on the horizon here. Um, I don't know about you guys, but. Let's yeah. just do a live stream and play a cricket. We could do that. Or we're doing <laughs> a bonfire next week. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, if we're, we're definitely going to do the fire. Like, just there's. How are we doing that? Sean's doing his fucking karaoke. Uh, well, that's Saturday. Karaoke, you fuck. You're doing another show next Saturday? Yeah, next Saturday night, yeah. I thought we were doing the fire Saturday. I didn't say Saturday, it's the next weekend. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll talk about it later. I could do that Friday. I don't have to do it Saturday. I do whatever the, I could do it Thursday if I want. I, I do what I want. I do what I want. I do what I want. I always do hate crimes. I always do what I want. <laughs> All right. Guys, it was fun. So what, this is over? We usually hang out till fucking one o'clock. Yeah, I'm ending the show. Oh. Podcast over. Ball bag. See you.